everybody. Welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons. We're so thankful you are in our home today and came to get into the Word of God with us. We've got an amazing uh, broadcast prepared for you today, and I know the Lord's going to say some, some great things to you, some strong words to you, that if you'll open your heart right now to receive them, then the Word of God will do in you what only the Word of God can do. And that's save and heal and deliver and set free. And if you need any of that from God, this is where you've got to come to find it. So you are to be applauded today for putting the word of God first place in your life. And that's what you're doing when you're tuning into broadcasts like these and you're just saying, Lord, speak to me, speak to me through your word and just tell the Lord, tell him right now that your eyes are open, your ears are open, your heart is open. Let him know that he can speak to you, say anything he wants to and you're open to hear it, even if it's correction. Would you be willing to hear some of that from him today? Would you be willing to to let him steer and direct you maybe in a different direction than you were going in? If you'll receive correction from him, it's easy really when you think about it because all that is is just proof that he loves you. Whom the Lord loves, he corrects. I don't know if there'll be correction in this today, but I'm open to it. I'm ready to receive it. So Father, we just come before you today, come before your word and whatever you want to say to us today, Lord, we are wide open to it. We have ears that are are open and ready to see Jesus, ears that are tuned and ready to hear the voice of our good shepherd, hearts that are wide open to the leadership, direction, correction that comes from you through your word by your Holy Spirit. We thank you for this today. Father, I'm asking that you would take what, what happens on this broadcast and send it all over the world. We ask you, Lord, for access into hearts and homes everywhere, that the word of God would have free course in the lives of people to do what only your word can do. We thank you for it and give you praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sarah, we are right in the throes of holiday season. I mean, fall is in full swing. It's (laughs) upon us, thank God. And I don't know when it was uh, that I made the switch. I think as a kid, you love summer. And probably just because that was like you're out of school, no responsibility. But at some point when I became, when I became a man, I put away <laughs> that and I fell in love with fall. And there's just something about the fall, you know, the, the weather's changing here in Texas. You know, we're in the low 90s now. And no, I'm kidding. It's, it's, it's better than that. So but it, it, uh, there's just something, there's something wonderful about it. And, and I know for us, especially in the United States, this is that season we're moving into holiday time. Mm-hmm. We just celebrated Thanksgiving and now everybody's got Christmas on the brain and then comes New Year's. And like we said on last week's broadcast, I mean, when you talk holiday, for us, you're talking food, man. I mean, you're talking about the whole family getting together, everybody getting around the table. Maybe your family is like that too, you know, where you've got a big long table. We were talking about this one here behind us that we all sit at. Um, those Copeland Christmases that we're a part of every year, they've got an even bigger table. There's like 15 of us around it. <laughs> Thank God the kids have their own table, right? <laughs> I used to sit at that table. But now, again, I'm a man now. I don't know why I feel like I have to say that over and over today, but um, there's just something about everybody coming to that table and sitting down together when the full spread and it's beautiful and, and there's nothing missing, there's nothing lacking. I mean, you could just get so full. Some people now, you know, you used to dress up when you went to the family holiday table. Now people just wear whatever pants stretch the best because you are about to just put so much food in you. And that's why we've been looking over the last week or so at the book of Psalm chapter 37, 
where David wrote here in, in verse three, he said, trust in the Lord, do good, dwell in the land. To me, that says you stay where he puts you. Oh, yeah. There is a land for each one of us to be in. And the, the instruction here is you dwell there, stay there. And while you're there, you will feed, he said, on the faithfulness of God. Feed or, or eating when you're hungry, that represents a need. If you're naturally hungry, that means there's, a, there's space in here. There's room in here that needs to get filled up. Well, he's saying to us, like we talked on last week's broadcast, that you can get so full on the faithfulness of God. You can get full on the spiritual things of the word and the, and the, and the things of God and the plan of God. There is, a, there is something that comes from the word that, that it alone can satisfy. Mm-hmm. It can satisfy that craving. It can satisfy that desire. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking about you. You know, you're the cook in this house. Thank God. Our children are very happy about that. I am too. If it was up to me, it'd be like cereal three times a day. <laughs> you know, you'd have your, your healthy cereals and you've got your dessert cereals yeah. and so on. But, but Wide variety. Yes. Thankful yes. for this woman right here. And uh, we eat in this house and we eat well. But as the cook in this house, I mean, I know... Things like this, things we're talking about, this brings a lot to your mind and a lot to your heart. And the Lord's really talked to you about a lot of these things. I was thinking about growing up as a kid and some of my favorite memories are just sitting around the table. And there's something special about a a table. And it's the place where everybody comes together. It's a place where you have good conversation, you have fellowship. You know, if you're, you could be in the craziest place on earth, the third world country, somewhere um, where uh, you know, the, not the greatest food mm. set before you, but if you've got people with you that you love yeah. and you admire, it, you could walk away satisfied, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's more about what you bring to the table. And it's, it, I think about in the Bible, we got into it last week, how, how the Bible talks about how Jesus, he's prepared a table before us and he set the table. Mm-hmm. And by faith, we come and we eat everything yeah. that's on the table. And I, I was thinking about, you know, when, when, when somebody invites you to a dinner party, I know for me, I always ask, is there something that I can bring? What can I bring to the table? Mm-hmm. I don't want to go empty handed. And the truth is when we show up to the table, the king's table, we should never show up empty handed. We should always bring something. And I was thinking about what are, what are the most important things to bring to a dinner table? To me, the, the most important thing would be heart. Mm-hmm. Bring your heart. Yeah. Bring a genuine heart where you love him, you yeah. know he loves you, and you love him. And also to bring faith. Yeah. And the scripture that came to mind was... You know, those are, let me interrupt you there. Yeah. Those, are, those are really the only things that he can't provide for you. Yeah. You know? That's your response. That, that is your response to what he's already said. It's not like you're going to bring something to the table that he forgot to put there. Yeah. I mean, it's all there. Yeah. But what he is looking for us to bring to it is, like you said, heart. And, faith. and the yeah. scripture that I thought about was in Hebrews chapter 10. It says in verse 22, this is how we come to God. This is how we draw near. This is how you approach the table. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Yeah. It's like we need two things when we're coming to the table. We need to come with a heart that genuinely loves him mm-hmm. and with, a, with faith that is completely sure of him. Sure, sure, and we trust him. We, we're trusting him. He's working in our lives. We're sure, 
fully persuaded yeah. that he is that he is God and that he is rewarding us, doing great things for us. It's like he's coming and he's preparing this whole table to spread for you, but you have to come and bring what you have to give to the table. And the truth is, um, you have something to bring to the table. It's true. You do. A lot of people don't think that. They won't come because they're, they've, um, they think they're not worthy or that they don't measure up or that they've messed up too much. But the mm. truth is that you always have something to bring to the table and it's valuable and it's unique, but bring something, yeah. bring it. And you bringing that to the table is really the only way you're gonna eat. Mm-hmm. And we've got these two little ones in our house now, Justice, who's six, Jesse, she's three. And, and both of these guys, there was a time there where we had to spoon out the food and put it in the mouth. You know, they had no idea how to do any of that. And you know, when you're young in the Lord, there is so much that he just does for yeah. you. And, and really even beyond just being young, he's just constantly, there are things, and I think sometimes we don't realize how much yeah, he he's just doing so for us. But there is a time, Paul said it like this. He said, when I became a man, I had to put away childish things. Mm-hmm. And there comes a time when the Lord has put things on the table for you and he's done it for you over and over and over and over that now he expects you to come to the table and by your faith, like we've been talking for the last couple of weeks, for you by faith to eat what he's put on there. And so many people sadly are living saying, you know, if God wanted me to have this, I'd have it. If God wanted me to, to have this or that or whatever it is, if God wanted me healed, I'd be healed. If God wanted me prosperous, I'd be prosperous. And God's standing there saying, I have been in the kitchen for like 6,000 years yeah. now. And I have put all of this on the table for you. I've set this beautiful yeah. table in front of you, he's saying. And he's saying, come sit down and eat. Yeah. You know, we, you and I talking about this and praying and preparing for these broadcasts, the thing that keeps coming up and it comes up even often through scripture, when the Lord refers back to that first generation of Israel that came out of Egypt and how often he had to remind not just them, but generation after generation after generation, remember what I did for you then. Yeah. Remember how I brought you out. Remember how I delivered you. Why was he saying to them so often and so many times, remember, remember, remember? It's very simple why they forgot. They just seem to have forgotten. And it wasn't just generations later that forgot. It was the very same people that just days before, weeks, months before, had been totally, miraculously, demonstratively delivered out of slavery. This was not some subtle quiet deliverance, God showed up, man. I mean, he, and he delivered these people. And it wasn't long after that, they're complaining, Mm -hmm. they're murmuring, they're grumbling against Moses and against God, which by the way, is never a good idea. But they're accusing Moses and they're saying, let's go back. Mm -hmm. Let's go back because at least in Egypt, you know, we ate or whatever it was they said. It's like, what a, what a strange concept to think. Let's go back to slavery. Let's go back to how it was. But yet that's how so yeah. many people are living. And, and that's why for generation after generation after generation, the Lord had to bring his people back to that one, that one instance. Remember how I delivered him. So let me say this to you. What, what one thing, don't, don't try to think of a bunch of different things God's done for you, though he has. Mm-hmm. What's one thing 
Sarah, what's one thing the Lord has done for us that we could go back to and say, you know what? If he did it, then he'll do it again. I mean, there are so many things that come to my mind, but I think about now in the ministry when we're trusting him, as the vision grows, so grows the need. So grows the the need for finance and the need for resource. Mm -hmm. The vision is creating all that. So what do I do? I, I am forced to go back to those early days mm-hmm. when nobody knew we were starting a ministry. Yeah. Nobody knew that we had launched out on our own and that we weren't taking salaries from Kenneth Copeland Ministries anymore. We, we didn't make some big announcement to a bunch of people about that. And still, the Lord provided. Yeah. Still, we would go to our ministry mailbox and open it up. And the mail had stacked all the way up to two letters. <laughs> but there'd be enough in there. There'd be enough to meet the need and then to supply Mm -hmm. and even enough to give to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So why would I worry today over whether or not he's going to meet the need? Because I've got that one, that that time in our lives, that time in this ministry that I can always go Mm -hmm. back to. It marked our lives forever. And you know what I'm thinking about. You know the day I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. when that check came in. It wasn't even the biggest check we'd ever seen, but it was so specific. Yeah. And it met you know, it such God. a specific need that it was, mm-hmm. it was so obviously God. Mm-hmm. And the people that sent it had no idea what we were asking the Lord for. Yeah. And it was just, it was just a, a moment in our lives that I can always go back to now. Yeah. And the Lord's done something for you. Yeah. I know he has. I know he has done something for you, your family, your, your, your job, your ministry, whatever it is. He's done something for you. And now you're in the middle of uh, a situation where you're thinking, I need him to do it again. But instead of just grumbling, instead of complaining, and definitely instead of worrying and getting in fear over it, go back and start feeding on how faithful he's been to you in the past. And he'll do it again. Yeah. He'll satisfy that need again. Just come to the table right? Isn't that what we're telling people? Come to the table and by faith, start eating everything Mm -hmm. you need. I don't even know where all we're going. I'm just excited for not just for us and where we're headed, but for everybody who's watching this and who's a part of this ministry, our partners, our friends, the Lord, the the people, the Lord's brought to us and those that are still coming. There are amazing things ahead of us. The only way we're going to get to them though, is by being thankful and grateful for what he's already done. Amen. Yeah, and I mean, I think that the most spiritual people that I know, I could say the 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 characteristic that sets them apart from the world and even from other Christians is that they're thankful people. Sure. You know, you can't be depressed and be thankful at the same time. You can't, you can't. And one time I was preparing to teach on thankfulness. Do you remember that a long time ago? And I heard the Lord say to me so clearly, He said, Thanksgiving is the language of faith. Yeah. You want to know if faith is in your heart? Is thanksgiving on your lips? Yeah, that's proof. Proof. Thanksgiving on your lips is proof that faith is in the heart yeah. and that it's working in there and that it's moving things for you and it's, it's, it, your body's being healed. You're thankful. You're saying thank you all day long. Yeah. And, and then he began to share with me that, that um, whenever you're in that space between mm-hmm. what you haven't seen yet and what you're desiring to see, What do you do in that space between? Victory belongs to those who give thanks in the space between the unseen and the seen. You just keep on giving thanks. You keep on thanking God. And and That's so good. You got to say that again. Victory belongs to those who give thanks 
in the space between where they are and where they want to be. Yeah, exactly. That is so good. That's so awesome. And, and I think that, man, if you want to enjoy the things of God, you want to throw open the doors to yeah. the blessing of the Lord in your life, it's so simple. God's way to do that is so simple. Yeah. It's give thanks. Yeah. And to give thanks, Thanksgiving is the door to more. It is. It is the door to more in your life. Um, being grateful and thankful for what God has already done for you will move you into uh, receiving more. Yeah. The blessing of the Lord, even bigger. You know, I, sometimes I like to close my eyes. I call it Thanksgiving therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to close my eyes and look back and remember what God's done for me. I think about my childhood and I, I like to think about the, my times at my grandparents' house and how special these, uh, the, I, it was like a safe place for me to go. And we, every time I walked into that house, I felt like I was in the presence of the Lord. But you know what? I closed my eyes and I thank God for my grandparents. And I thank God for the presence of the Lord that was in that house. You know that, when you look back and you remember, you shouldn't just remember specific instances and say, oh, that's great. Thank you, Lord. You should let yourself feel what you experienced yeah. in those good times. Let those feelings of God's love and his loving kindness in those specific moments where you know that you know that you know that was God in that moment. Remember that. You got In order to do this, you have to sit down and you have to close your eyes and you have to take a minute. You have to get outside of the world. You have to, like that song says, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his glorious face and the things of this world will become strangely dim. You want all this other stuff to become dim as you close your eyes and you practice this Thanksgiving therapy. It is like that. It's like therapy for your heart and your soul and it makes you happy. And it, you know what it gives you? Thanksgiving gives you a proper, proper perspective on life. Yeah. You know, that's what the enemy comes to do is to distort things that God is doing for you. He'll try to take away and distract you from what's really going on. But if you're a thankful person, you remember yeah. and you think about what's really going on here. God is good to me. Yeah. And look what he's doing for me. Look what he's doing for us. Yes. It's awesome. I don't need to get my eyes on this one problem over here. I need to be thankful for everything. Yeah that he's done for me. You know, and we've got just a few seconds left on this broadcast, but I think we need to read this verse out of Psalm 78. And this is an account, the psalmist account of, of, those, of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and, and really the wrestling match that they got into with God. And it says in verse 41, Psalm 78, it says, yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. You know, you, it, it's hard for us to wrap our minds around us limiting God. We think of him as, you know, all powerful and certainly he is, but we can limit him. And they did it with their complaining. They did it with their grumbling. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned this a second ago. What's the door to more? If you don't want to be limited and you don't want God limited, you don't want his access in your life to be limited, then how do you open the door mm -hmm. to more? Well, if complaining limits him, if grumbling limits him, mm -hmm. if being depressed and upset all the time about what you don't have, if all that limits him, mm -hmm. then what's going to take those limits off? Yeah. Thankfulness, yeah. gratitude, yeah. coming up out of your heart and out of your mouth, finding something mm -hmm. to be thankful mm -hmm. for. Yeah. That's going to open the door 
till more. That's awesome. That should get you excited right now that God wants to do more in your life. He wants to have greater access into your heart, into your home, into everything you set your hand to do. But the only way that that door to more is going to be open is when the complaining stops, the grumbling stops, and the thanksgiving begins. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. 